Welcome to the Mindset Explosion podcast. Unlock your true self and your full potential with me, Matt Redman. I truly believe the rising tide raises all ships and we have so much to give the world. It comes from within and it starts with ourselves. We all have the potential to live our dreams, do the things we thought we couldn't and take full control of our own lives. Sometimes we just feel stuck. It, all it takes is that first step. Take a listen. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget, share it with a friend. Give us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Hello, it's uh, 12 p.m. Welcome back to Mindset Explosion season oh, number five, Paul. Paul's back for a second time. Oh, my gosh, you must be crazy. It's episode 13 as well. <laughs> well, th- thank you very much for inviting me back again. You're welcome, buddy. As we were just saying off there, we've got to put that perception out that we are just crazy busy doing stuff all the time. With work. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to hope it was just a perception, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, um, so today um, uh, we're, we're talking about engineering um, our business growth. I just had a thing. We're having trouble posting to LinkedIn. Okay, never mind. Was was. was We'll see that. I'll sort that one out later, pause so if it doesn't go on. With, yeah, no um, I can post it out. Well, where do we get to? So um, today I'm joined by special guest Paul Holmes. And so if you are listening on the podcast, as always, five-star review, please. It doesn't hurt. You just got to press this little star on the, like, make sure it's five, obviously. Put some comments, have a few likes and shares. And if you have any questions today about anything we're talking about when you're watching online, then just jump them in and we can answer as and when. Might even post it up on the screen so everyone can see your name. That might be weird, but anyway, you, you get the idea. All right, this, in the second, I'm going to get Paul to introduce himself very briefly, and then we're going to have uh, find out where he sits on things like podcast, audio, how we're learning, mentorship, that kind of thing. So welcome back, Paul, it's your second uh, slot here. Uh, in fact, this will be our third. Uh, on yeah. I got to interview you the last time. You did me last time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Paul, tell us, welcome to the show, tell us, tell us a little bit for the viewers, listeners, what you do. Okay, so um, my name is Paul Holmes. I run um, a business growth consultancy um, that has recently changed name. So it was PCH Business Support. It is now PCH Business Consultants. Um, last year, I dawning realization that I spend most of my time helping overwhelmed business owners in large organizations to spend a lot less time working on the business, or also working in the business, um, and not do stupid hours, and decided I had to follow my own sort of uh, my own medicine. Um, so I now have around 30 associates who are specialists and experts who support the uh, the brand. So we've moved it to, to a consultancy to sort of give me hopefully a little bit more time back in my world to focus and work on my own business, not just everybody else's. Brilliant. I love it. And I guess that's probably going to be a key today about the importance working on the business and not in it. I, I really love that. Yeah, um, it's critical. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, otherwise, um, you'll end up like this. So, Paul, obviously, you got the you got the idea way before I did because I was working in my business for ages because I thought that's what you had to do. What did I yeah, do? I, I spent thirty years in sort of corporate life and and working in the business was was all I ever knew. And it was only at the point where I sort of started to move into sort of slightly more strategic roles that sort of started to sort of dawn on me that just working hard wasn't going to get you where I need to get to. Um, and I, I kind of fall into the trap, made all the same mistakes. Um, 30 years of um, sort of FTSE 100 sort of corporate life, I thought I knew about how to run a business. And then I, then I started to 
run my own business and realized actually it's bloody hard work. Um, <laughs> made all the mistakes. I've learned the hard way, so hopefully now means I've got enough of the scars to be able to help people and say, actually, this is what's going to happen. This is how you are going to have to accept that uh, um, business needs to be operated. And sort of, that's been fun. Brilliant. brilliant. I'm both from an engineering background, which is uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, started out in electronics, manufacturing electronics. Um, so I'm a manufacturing engineer by training. Um I moved into stock capital projects, building production lines. Um, and then about 20 years ago, I was asked by Johnson Matthew to help build the hydrogen fuel cell plant in HQ uh, in Swindon, which is part of the reason why I ended up in um, Swindon and Wiltshire in the first place. Um, and worked for them for Johnson Matthew about 15 years. Um, ran Innovate UK funded programs, multi-million pound installations, working with automotive manufacturers all over the world. Uh, buying kit, setting up production lines. It, it was great fun. Um, built school. So I founded a school as part of that as an engineering college. Um, then a brief period as a director of investment for the local authority, one in the sort of investment, business engagement, sort of behind the scenes in terms of how does business really work at sort of um, local authority level. Um, and then six years ago, um, council consolidated everything. I was an external consultant at senior director level. And I sort of said, like, I'm, I'm not going inside the council. I was quite happy sort of with the foot, one foot in, one foot out, um, set up my own consultancy. Um, and I've sort of really focused mainly on sort of very large organisations, sort of the um, one to sort of 10 million pounds sort of range for, for most businesses, um, but work very closely a lot with the, the various um, growth hubs and, and uh, business organisations uh, for the last few years, which has been particularly during um, COVID has been a nice side let at sort of outlet for the business, but also I've worked with probably 400 businesses in the last sort of two years, helping them get through and re respond to what's gone on in the last two years. It's been fun. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, we nearly missed this little quick fire round, which is, isn't a quick fire round because we generally end up speaking about stuff, but um, which you, what do you prefer, uh, Paul? Is it podcast or YouTube? And if out of any of those, which, which one? Um, Podcasts, I don't have a regular one. So I'm, I'm a huge fanatic of business books. So um, I have probably, I don't know, maybe 100 business books, and I probably have a um, an audio, an audible business playlist of probably 30 books that are now primed, ready for me to listen to. Um, lots of stuff around sort of mindset, lots of stuff um, that um, continues to challenge me. So I, I, I'm a firm believer in that, that you never stop learning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a um, huge amount of what I do came from um, the book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. The idea that sort of, you set the outcome and work backwards from it. That's become sort of the model that PCH particularly works around. Um, but there's a whole host of um, books that I sort of use and sort of reference and um, help support. Um, last year, I discovered a concept called The Three Principles, which is all about sort of mind, thought and consciousness, which has again really, really helped to sort of step, step back and sort of... Um, Really understand what's going on inside your business and the mindset to be in the right place to be able to sort of really focus on the business at the same time. Cool. Cool. We're going to come on to mindset within business later on. So I'm glad you kind of dropped that one in. Well, you just answered two questions in one. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> so you reckon best? So best one for now as a, I guess book audio is the E Myth as a the top. Well, one. The E Myth is, is right. <laughs> yeah. The, the E Myth is the book that I. Regularly, when I'm working with somebody, I want to sort of get sort of change the way they think about the business. 
Yeah. Go and read the book. Yeah. It's a it's a in some respects it's a business 101. Mm. But it starts to show you that actually there's a different way to think about the way you run your business. And that's the bit that sometimes is enough than just just it's that little crack for me to then get into and say, right, let, let's let's do some stuff to your head now in terms of how we think about your business. Brilliant. Start, start there. All right. So mentorship or mastermind or go your own way in business. Um I think having people around you, so definitely um the mentorship works well. You need to be working with people who can challenge you, ask you questions. Um, I do elements of coaching, mentoring, and then we just get stuff done. So that, that's where the sort of consultancy side comes into it. But everybody needs people to talk to. It's a very lonely place running your own business. And collaboration means that you always come up with ideas, you bounce ideas around, you will come up with the right answer more often with a group of you than you will on your own. Definitely. Definitely. It's, I tried that on my own. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I refer back to my hair. Like, <laughs> it's genetic <laughs> as well. But, uh, you know, it, it keeps me in good state. I think Emma's watching. Hi, Emma. Um, so Emma's part of the networking group. I think we're doing business clinic for now. Excellent. Is that right? Am I right about that? Are you doing are you doing business clinic, Paul? For am I doing business clinic? Yeah, for um, this networking group. Um I am. Um unfortunately I'm Mars with it. Um, knowledge. <laughs> I've been asked to do sort of the, the, the business group um for the first session. Um yeah. and then it, seconds after I say yes, realize I'm double booked. So I will I will probably now do the week after that. And um Man, this is live, I can't even edit this out, Paul. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> let's move on quickly who's your most influential person past or present most influential person um for me in recent times it's been a combination of uh, various authors so say michael gerber uh, matthew side and probably daniel Priestley, the, the people who have been um particularly influential from a from business perspective um, we both know Robin Waite. He had a huge impact from the Fearless program, um, helping me sort of commercialize the front end of my business. It's something I'd never done in corporate life. Um, so he was hugely influential. Um, and then a couple of other people, sort of Paul Holbrook and Martin Croft, the people who have been particularly sort of helpful in my world, um, along with a chap called Gordon Petrie as well, who's sort of been kind of like mentors, guides, partners in business as well at various types of times. So these are the people who keep me on the straight and narrow. Brilliant. So why did you get into, um, like how and why did you get into kind of this business um, consultancy? What what drove you to want to, to really do that? You might have answered it already a bit, but. That's all right. Um, I found, so as I was director of investment for the local authority, and my job was helping to run the inward investment service for the Department for International Trade, as well as, linking all of the, the business engagement in Swindon and North Wiltshire. And I was finding that I was spending more and more time getting to know the businesses. And I, I brought very much a sort of a private sector approach to how we engage. So obviously from a public sector point of view, it's it just tick boxes. And I found that um, the more I knew about the business, the more I was getting inside the business and, and helping to solve a few problems, the more engagement I got and better results we're getting. And 
as a result, I think in my first year in post, we had 10 times the throughput than my predecessor had done in nine years because of a very different switch to the way we approach the business. And again, it was that sort of shifting in terms of what's the outcome? What do we need to do to make that happen? And once that started to happen, what happened then was that the, the DIT then opened the doors to all these other services and it just made the job much more easy, much more interesting. And I'd found that with a very broad range of skills across all sorts of things in business, there were very few problems I wasn't able to sort of get involved with and start to help businesses be a bit more strategic and solve problems. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. And the engineering me that, that I solve problems, I want to fix things, just came through. And the more I did it, the more I loved it and the buzz from helping people. Yeah. Um, and that was the switch. I had opportunity to take a lot of the clients I was working with with me when I started the business. Um, and the more I got involved with the local authorities, um, particularly through Gloucestershire um, and Oxfordshire, where I was giving my time back and the buzz from helping somebody, sending somebody that you've just met who thought their business was on its knees back out into the world, buzzing with excitement because we've just changed the way they were thinking about the business, showed them a few things they had missed um, and shown them they have the capability, that excitement, that positivity when they walk back out the door. It's like, you don't even need to pay me for that. That's just something that I just, I love that feeling. Um, and just want to do more of it. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. I love it. And I love the engineering mind. I think, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good mind to have because you ask the right questions, I guess, to solve, um, fix problems, really. Yeah, it's, but it's about um, perspective as well. So I often joke that I don't bring any magic. Mm. It's all about perspective and experience. Uh, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of insights. There's a lot of stuff that I will see um, because I've done a lot of the roles and I've been involved in sort of lots of things that I can start to see some of the, 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 the challenges, the things that are going on. When you're so close to it, you can't see it. Yeah. So, that, so that I'm able to sort of see things relatively quickly, but get inside businesses relatively quickly to be able to go, right, so are you seeing this going on? Is this going on? And people looking and going, how could you possibly know that? We've known you for, what, top 10 minutes? Some of these things are consistent. But yes, you're right. It is there's, um, the analytical part of it is 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 very much the process that we drive, the accountability. The once we've designed what an outcome is going to look like in the business, what do you need to do to make it true? Turns into a project management process of here are the actions, here's the processes, and it's just then drive that to completion. So it becomes very engineering focused. Yeah. The bit that I do up front and and the team are involved in is that initial evaluation of what do you want? What do you want this to look like? Where do you want it to go? What's your personal outcome? What are you designing your business to give you? That can be quite a fluffy process. And that, that's the bit that's very, it feels very unengineering for me. Um, but it's that, let's make this business give you what you designed, what you, what you hoped for. And it's amazing how many business owners I work with where we kind of do this exercise and the, the, that dawning realisation that the business as it stands today is never, ever going to give you that um, cash cow, that sort of that freedom, that sort of amazing lifestyle that you want because it's not designed to do that. And then when we start to sort of show that, sort of the, the, that it is possible, it can be quite emotive. We've had tears. We've had sort of people who sort of... Um, just crushed that their business is not going to get them where they were going to get to. 
they may have grown their business to, to one, two, three, four million pounds over a number of years. Mm. And suddenly they get overwhelmed. It just they've designed the business with them at the heart of everything, it just gets too big. They can't spin all the plates. And suddenly mm. they're in their own mind, they're going, I'm now a failure. Hang on, everything worked previously. Why is it suddenly not working anymore? What's changed? Why am I now no any why am I no good at this anymore? And it's never about them. It's always just the business has just got beyond their capability. And it's working then how we step them back out of the way. Um, and that's that becomes then a arm around the shoulder. Here's the sort of the, the stuff that's going on. Let's let's work out how we've changed this. Now we'll do the engineering bit, which is the right, a list of things we're going to put in place. And I'm going to hold you accountable and we're going to make this happen. So we go from being very sort of fluffy and light and sort of um, gentle, arm around the shoulder. We can make this work. Okay, what do we want from it? Into right, hard nose engineering. Let's get stuff done. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, advance of the two works well. Yeah, fair enough. All right, and obviously you kind of touched on it a little bit there. So you, you said you've probably helped well over four hundred businesses now. So when you're speaking to various business leaders, and obviously in your bio, you're helping maybe the ones that are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, like you just said there. What is the most common thing that seems to come up? Um, I know you just kind of said, you know, they, they, they built it in, they don't know what to do now. But is there is that the most common one, or is there something else where people are in business and they just got to point? What, what's the most common thing you hear? Um, it depends. The, the most common is by far away the, is the overwhelm. Yeah. Um, but the problem is with most business owners, there's a lot of pride involved. Mm -hmm. So actually admitting that suddenly they need help is not something that most business owners are prepared to do. Um, we tend to work with those people who have, have got the mindset of, I haven't got all the answers. I, I might need some help. That makes life much, much easier for us, us to help them with. Um, we work with business owners that have, they want to grow the business, but they don't know how to change what they're doing. But most of all, it's, the, it's those people who's saying, I don't even have time for this conversation. I'm too busy doing stuff, but it's not working. That's that's one of the most common. Um, or we didn't think there was a different way. Mm. It's, it's amazing how we, we did something recently where two business owners um, working all hours just to try and stand still, and it wasn't working. And we just stopped them, got them both to sit down and talk to each other in a way that they rarely ever stopped because they were just so busy. They said, well, we haven't got time for this because we've got this, this, and this, and this to do, and this takes half the day, and this. I said, right, how about one day a week you don't do that mm. and give us the time back, and we'll just sit and go through. Um, three or four hours, we just mapped out so many things that each of them could stop doing themselves, start to trust their team, and hand some stuff over. Um, and... It was great for when sort of uh, when charging one of the business owners. So I said, look, the stuff here that you need to sort of hand over, um, you're holding stuff back. It's, it's like you're afraid to. No, 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 that doesn't. That never happens. It never happens that. And actually, it was their business partner who was fantastic. They were in the room kind of went, oh, yes, you do. And suddenly we had this honesty thing going on between the, 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 the business owners. And it was great because all we just sort of sat back and watched them. So, right. OK, 
we've just established that both of you are holding on to things that you personally have enjoyed. You've grown that part of the business. It's now time for you to step out of your own way. Mm-hmm. You've got a capable team that you've built. You are not handing over. And this isn't about their capability. This is about your own mindset of letting go and showing you actually the value that you bring to your organization is not the stuff that goes on today. It's the how do we plan tomorrow? It's the value you bring, seeing opportunities, seeing the risks, setting the processes, and then trusting the team to deliver it because you've defined the processes. So there's quite a lot of work up front to make sure we, we map them properly so that you can hand over those jobs. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of a, one of those consistent things that uh, most people do not believe there's any way of changing what they're doing because they've tried everything. <laughs> and they're just so busy and so overwhelmed. And normally within an hour, we've kind of gone, what about this? What about if you did this instead? Who else have you got in the team that could do that? And the simplest one sometimes is to say, okay, show me where you're doing some admin. Let me find you a virtual assistant who will take two hours of your time off you per week. Mm. It might cost you, I don't know, anywhere from sort of 50 to 75 pounds or something similar. Um, and then give me those two hours. And I guarantee you in those two hours, we will identify things that will take another four or five hours off your time for next week. Mm. And we just keep that process going. No, it's that first little chink of the let's stop. And the big, the big first step is stopping and saying, I need help. Because most business owners are too proud or too busy to stop and say, I need help. But also, where do I get help from? Do you know what? I think that relates to a lot of things, even outside yeah. business, to be honest with you. But um, just... Yeah, I'm, just, I'm smiling because I'm thinking about you know my own journey and when I, I was handing stuff over, but it was like I still hold on. <laughs> so they're well, like, yeah. they go take it. So it, like, oops. yeah, have this toy. Okay, <laughs> Matt, yeah. let go of it though because we're both on onto, onto it at the moment. So it's it's not it isn't easy, but you, um, when you no. find, like let it go, it, it's um, and even then it's like that. I was allowing the phone call. Matt, how do we do this? Matt, how do we do this? Okay, I answer the phone call. Okay, okay, okay. No, look what the now you do it. You sort it. <laughs> Matt, no, ask for shout. <laughs> so like, oh, relief. <laughs> well, most business owners equate handing over various tasks that, that they've been personally responsible for in the business as letting go. Yeah. Losing control. Yeah, it is. Actually. What we show people is actually if you put the right kind of control mechanisms in place that sets the expectations, you monitor it, you do quality assurance to make sure things can't go wrong. Um, actually, you have much greater visibility of what's going on in your own organization because you're now touching the things, the metrics in your business that mean you have a very clear understanding of what's really happening. Yeah. And actually, you have the freedom because you're no, no longer the one having to do it. And it's always easier. It's always easier from my perspective to step back and look at what you're doing than it is for me to come and have to do it for you. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think we see things when we're in the middle of something anyway. It's, we all need someone else to, you know, yeah. even if we're in a bit of a, well, I'd say this an argument, sometimes someone else from the outside will see it differently. Because when I think when we're in it, we can become quite single track, you know, one 
you know, single track mind read on something, can't we? So yeah. Well, yeah. you do. You you make decisions out of immediacy. You, yeah. You have Ten second window to make a decision because you've got to jump on something, and you're making tactical decisions. You're not making strategic decisions, mm -hmm. and even just ten minutes stop, go away think about it the chances are you'll make a different decision because you'll see the other things that could be true yeah and, and, and we'll do it but I, I have coaches i have people around me who hold me accountable because i'm just as guilty we all do it it's a human trait yeah no i think you always need a coach definitely or yeah. mentor some kind that's um you know taking us to that next level um okay so it's just moving on so what has been say your biggest challenge um you know, within this role of consultancy or, or growing your own business or anything really, but how did you also overcome it? Um, I've had numerous ones. So I was doing lots of capital projects stuff when I first set up. Um, we voted to leave Europe and all of the funding that went with a lot of those big projects so just almost overnight disappeared. Mm. And maybe suddenly realized I then had to sort of really focus on what does is, what is the business do? And I kind of moved from sort of the, the big project stuff into much more helping businesses. And then that quickly dawning realization that I'd never done the commercial selling, marketing, advertising part of business. All of everything I've done was sort of working with existing customers, building relationships, then doing the engineering right the way to the other end of the process. Um, and that's where um, I met um, Robin Waite years ago, who help me see how to do a lot of like sort of be really clear about what you're doing stop selling time for money sell outcomes what's the impact of working with us um and that that completely transformed how i spoke about the business be really clear about what i offered stop sort of trying to bring a whole bag of all the things i would ever done in business as part of my marketing tools basically say we do growth and overwhelm mm. We help businesses to grow and we help overwhelmed business owners get out of their own way and ultimately grow the organization, make more money, increase the revenue, more profitable, um, and set up and specifically deliver the personal outcome that the business owner has designed the business to deliver them. Whether that's a boat in Monaco Harbor, whether that's just a quiet life working one or two days a week, we can design that and work out what does the business need to look like on that day. The, the biggest challenge most recently was about a year or so ago. So I work very closely and part of the growth hub delivery team for Oxfordshire. So I was asked to be the uh, business response for Oxfordshire when, when COVID first hit. And then I've been rolled into the growth hub delivery team. And I'm one of the specialists that sits around the peer-to-peer the, the -peer program that Oxford has run for the last couple of years. Because I was the most, um, should we say, business focused of all of the panel of 20 experts around a cohort of 150 businesses. There were lots of sort of very, very eminent people, sort of professors and lords and all sorts of very, very um, sort of talented coaches and consultants on there. I was the one who had the most commercial experience. So I got something like 40% of all of the one-to-ones um, the -one that were done for that cohort. And that dawning realization that suddenly I had 25 multi-million pound organizations all wanting my help in a very short space of time. I kind of went glug. 
I was already sort of drowning and that realization I have to do something different. So I actually got one of my now associates, showed her how my process works, this right to left thinking, design the outcome, then work backwards and say, so what do you have to do to make that work to me? And I kind of knew in the back of my head what that really meant, but uh, um, actually putting myself through that process forced me to go, and I can't do that. I don't have enough hours in the day. I cannot charge enough money per day to make this work. The only way I can get my personal outcome is to um, to take on people who work as part of the brand. Apologies, you can hear that they're building a, a new pub across the road. So I've, we've gone from uh, the hammering that started us to uh, now drilling in the background. Um, so I've kind of trying to set up um, how we deliver for all these clients with all these associates as part of the team while still running the business, finding clients, delivering for clients and planning all things has been a real challenge. Um, it's taken a lot longer, particularly because it was obviously done through sort of COVID at both times, um, to get to the point where we're now live, we've got clients starting to come through and that I'm now getting to the mindset of the, they're no longer my clients. I still do the front ends sort of triage and part of the process, but I'm now taking on going, it may not be me doing it. In fact, it almost certainly won't be me doing it here. Here are some experts who may even do this better than I can do this. And as well as sort of some me too, some sort of project leads, we've also got all of these sort of the associate skill sets that, um, so as when we design the business outcome, there'll be bits of your business that work fine. There'll be some bits where you need some specific help and they're the bits we call people in, whether it's learning and training, it's development, whether it's a quality system, whether it's engineering, process improvement. We've got people that can then come and fix those things in your business and help you get there. So basically it's like you're the big toolbox with all the different things that are in there that you need. Yeah, but it's it's different. There, there, there's lots of coaching methodologies out there. We've all heard things like sort of action coach with a very sort of linear process. This is very much a design an outcome and then say what must be true on that day. Yeah. So the game we play is you're sat in your business in three, five, year, five years' time, let's say. One Sunday afternoon, sat with the family around you, um, beer in your hand or glass of Prosecco, whatever your favourite tipple is, going, cannot believe what we have been through in the last five years. The business could not have gone better if we tried. And we're now sitting here with everything we've ever hoped for. What does that look like? Now, most people can come up with a number. So that, that, that we want to sell the business. Okay, we have to work out what we, what we have to do to sell the business. Some people, it's what do I want to earn per year? How many days a week do I want to work? And the methodology then is saying, okay, so somebody wants to earn at that point £100,000 a year. And their business is turning over 30% net profit. And they only want to work a couple of days at that point. So if they're not in every day, that means there must be a team of people who do the job, which means you need to design the team. You need to design the processes. If you want to take £100,000 out of the business every year, then 
30% net profit, the business needs to be operating at somewhere between 300 and 400,000 pounds a year. You've now got a team. So that's as overhead. So you actually get to the point where you probably need to have the business running at about half a million pounds a year revenue at 30% net profit to give you the ability for you to take that money out and only be in the business two days a week. Mm. So then we say, okay, so 500,000 pounds worth of revenue how many of the things, the services and things that you sell today would you need to do at that scale? How many customers would you need? Does that work? If you're going to five times the size of your business, are you going to add five times as many people into your staff? Well, that adds massive overhead that doesn't work. So you have to start working out how can I make more money without adding lots and lots of people? So can I change the way that my business operates? Can I go into subscription models? Can I find a higher value product? Can I put, look at efficiencies? And we start to look at what must be true on that day. We do a full business review, completely design the, um, the business. And suddenly this becomes a roadmap. It's no longer this wish list of, I hope we're going to get more clients. We're going to get busier. And if I work harder, mm -hmm. I'll get there. Because that never happens mm -hmm. unless you're really lucky. So what we do is say, we're here today. We're going to plot what does success look like at that point in time. That's an exponential curve. And we then map all the things that must happen from that date backwards. It makes it logical and structured and focused because you're now working towards some, an outcome. What you stop doing is the running around all these th little things because you're now focusing towards something actually tangible. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um. So in terms of mindset for yourself, I've, I've, you kind of touched on it anyway, that you, you know, it was books, audio. What would you say was your biggest aha moment? Um, that actually came last year. So I've, I've been working with a, um, a coach, um, sort of around some mindset, um, child called Martin Croft who's been a great friend over a few, for the last few years. I actually met him through the first business program. Mm. And he sort of teaches and guides around thing called the three principles with this, this idea that how you feel is the thought that's in your head, not necessarily the thing that you are looking at. So it's, it's, it's called the inside out process. And he, for a long sort of time, compared to saying, Paul, you keep getting in your own way. And he's quite right. And um, he, the first time um, I met him, he did a sort of presentation where he sort of showed up a picture of um, him. said, right, I'm Martin. I'm going to introduce myself. Here's a photograph of me walking the dog. Um, dog's not very well. I had to go to the vet this morning. Mm. Um, anyway, um, Grandchildren, uh, utility play, just give you a feel for who I am. Um, he's right, I've just lied to you. Dog's fine, didn't go to the vets. Dog's not about to die. They're not my grandchildren. I literally just pulled them off the internet 10 minutes ago. So walk me through the emotions. I showed you a picture of the dog and you went, oh. I told you the dog was about to die and you all went, oh. 
I showed you a picture of my grandchildren at the Institute play, and you all went, ah. And then I told you I'd lied to you, and you all went, ah. And in the real world, not a single thing has changed. Yet you've just been through a roller coaster of emotions. It's all in here. You're feeling your thoughts. And I sat there and I went, I'm an engineer. I understand cause and effect. What have you just done to my head? So I went through his um, program last year and it was profound. It was transformational. And essentially, it's the idea that you stop. You step back from every thought and basically say, can I see this a different way? Is there another thought? Is there a different way to see what's happening? And we all do it. We all do it at different times. It's the, it's the, it's the same effect as you're in the shower, you're not concentrating, suddenly those, the, those light bulbs go off in your head. They're, they're the insights. Yeah. And that's what this, this, this does is it's the pause, you stop. Can I see a different way to solve this problem? And it's essentially what I'm doing with businesses, which is the let's pause, step back, give yourself space and time to think strategically about the business. You'll see a different outcome. It was the same thing. So th there was a couple of moments, particularly we did the, th the three-day intensive, where light bulbs for me just went off. And it's it's been transformational for me in terms of being meaning calm, stepping out of the overwhelm, and starting to see clarity in the way that the business can grow and the things I need to do and let other people help me. Because I'm the world's worst for kind of going, I can do this. I'm, I'm invincible. It's massively improved my my mindset. Mm. Um, certainly helped me manage the overwhelm, but it's also allowed me to not react to things quite the same way. When times with we we all find ourselves in sort of um, slightly difficult situations, learning to go actually, what's going on here isn't about me. This is about the other person or the other situation or the other company we're dealing with. Actually, it's what's going on with them that's causing this situation. It's not about how I feel. Let's stop. Let's see what's really going on. And it's just, it's been invaluable. It kind of reminds me of the uh, old lady, young lady. Um, you know, you've got the young lady looking over her shoulder. And the, the, have you seen that one? The image with the yeah, yeah. same thing. Or was it just a blob, I think? whatever we want it to be right yeah it's just a drawing so um yeah i, I love stuff like that because um we, we do all see the world differently and uh i think there's a solution to every problem because you know when people say you, you touched on it earlier that a lot of people might say um oh, i've tried everything uh, i can't no you haven't yeah you haven't because and and something um I've said this a few on a podcast and it's a few years back when on a previous mentorship that I had and they were talking about this sort of stuff and he said um his mentor had said to him well what's have you found a solution to everything have you looked yeah yeah I've looked I said well what's one plus one and he's he knew immediately this is going to be like a trick question he's like two but he said is it always is it always going to be two and he's like ah <laughs> because when you put two puddles together they become one yeah one plus one isn't always going to equal two and that, and that's something simple like a little bit like what you just said it's something simple like that it 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 changed the way i thought and it's yeah. something 
the simplest, you know, ah. <laughs> I like to ask people, what was your aha moment? <laughs> well, something simple, because um, I'll quite often work with a company, and one of the things I ask them about is sort of, what's your net um, operating profit right now? Mm. What's the percentage? And they'll go, oh, yeah, it, it's not great. We've sort of, we're, we're just, we're, we're making profit, but it's, it's we're only about sort of two or three percent. And it takes a bit of sort of getting it out of them. I said, okay, at which point I know you are giving away money. You are losing money with probably half of your clients because the industry standard for your industry is probably around 20%. Mm -hmm. If you're operating at 5%, you're giving 15% away. Oh, but we, but we, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> and, we, and we go through the numbers and suddenly see that that's exactly what's happening. They're not costing properly. They're not charging enough money or they're over-delivering on time. And they're not controlling that in place. And we go, right, so step one, we switch off all the clients that are costing you money. Can't do that. that, that that's, that's, that's half of everything we do. Mm -hmm. okay? But if you did that today you would actually make more money because you're losing money with those clients. You get half your week back and we cure overnight. You have more money and more time. The two things you said, you've tried everything to solve. I'm just showing you how to do it. Yeah. And they go, oh, we can't, we can't do that. I said, okay, so we have a second option. <laughs> We're now going to go back to every one of those clients and say, we can't afford to work with you as we've grown. We are now no longer the perfect um, solution for you, for you guys. We are either have to go and say, really sorry, thank you very much, and part ways. Or we can move you up to our next level of package, at which point we know we're now in, in a profitable state. Mm -hmm. and it's amazing how many people, or how few people, when we do that, say, no, thank you, and walk away. So overnight, we suddenly move an entire organization from being just breaking even into everybody that they're working with now making clear profit at a control rate. Yeah. And the person sitting there just goes, how did, how could I have not seen this? You are so close to it. And you are just working hard, hard, hard to try and solve problems. Yeah. Sometimes, it's just, yeah, something simple. I think it's that fear of, yeah, I've been there, yeah, you, oh, I was going to lose this one person and they're, you're going to lose 800 pounds for the year or whatever it would be or the month or and it's but it's costing this much yes and one of the sort of biggest steps particularly for, for an overwhelmed business owner is to say okay at some point somebody else needs to run the company not you mm -hmm. so at some point you need a number two you need somebody that you can rely on to be you in the company when you are not there because your job is to go and land that multi-million pound contract mm. Your job is not to worry about whether Dave turned up for work this morning. That's no longer your job. And we all do it. We all get so close into those, those details. Um, and then it's the, well, I can't afford to hire somebody because that person's going to cost me 50 grand, 60 grand a year. So, okay. What if I gave you that 50,000 pounds? What do you mean? So what if I gave you, what if I wrote your check right now for 50,000 pounds so you can go and hire the person that can run your company for you? Well, that would be amazing because then I could get on and do this, this, and this, and I can go and sort that out. I went, 
just listen. Mm. The only thing stopping you going and doing those things is having that person in place and that £50,000. So if your business plan was sufficiently sound, you could borrow that £50,000 tomorrow. If that's the only thing stopping you, we've now got a process, this right-to-left thinking, which is designed the outcome. So we've now done the, sort of the whole model of what you need to make this true. You can demonstrate to lenders that you understand what growth is going to do to your business and who you have around you to support you who've been through that experience, who will understand what cash flow issues are going to be as you sort of double or treble the size of your company, understand logistics, the warehousing, commercial rates, all the stuff that's going to go into the business at that stage. If you can demonstrate in your business model, the business plan to a lender, they're more likely to go, yeah, that sounds like a brilliant plan. Because not only are you going to make money out of it, you understand the processes and hassles and challenges that you'll have doing it, and you've already thought about it. Mm. And lenders and brokers love that. That's why I now work very close with a whole range of uh, brokers who bring me businesses now saying, I want to lend them money because it's a brilliant idea, but they're not business ready. Can you help them get business ready? Can you do what you do with them? Um, and sometimes it's as simple as that. It's like what, just giving somebody the confidence that actually that one brave step. Because if that had been a machine, if, they, if, if there was a, a contract that said, you now have to produce 200 a day, and your machine today can only do 100 today, on the back of that order, you commit to buying a new piece, new piece of equipment. You'd fine 50 grand, or you'd um, put that on some kind of um, payback scheme. Because a piece of kit, and in your head, that's a tangible asset. What we also talk about is that people in your business are tangible assets. Putting that GM in that business will pay for itself, him or herself, within a year, without question, and allow the owner to step back, pause, and make all the right decisions in the business because they're not so lost in the business. But it's just been brave. Brilliant. Brilliant. Are you some really good uh, content today, Paul, some great tips. And I think anyone that's watching or listening, there's a lot of really good food for thought. Um, I guess wherever they, they are on their business journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and the process we just talked about, doesn't matter. Yes, I'm an engineer, and a huge of the businesses that we work with are manufacturing, technology, engineering, innovation companies. The process works regardless of the industry. So yeah. I've done hypnobirthing, we've done ice cream manufacturing, we've done finance, we've done energy, um, pet food, um, digital stuff, printing, um, just been asked to do some stuff with a film studio. The, um, the latest one was um, chiropractic treatment for horses, for racehorses. Oh, so wow. the process is the same regardless of, of the business. Um, if it's something that I've done in the background or I've done in the past, then I can get more and more involved from the operational side of things as well. But in reality, the principles of running the business are the things that most business owners have never been trained to do. Oh, 100% agree with that. 100%. Because we know our trade, right? So wherever that's going to be. Um, but yeah, that was my biggest learning. Everything you've said, it was right now I'm, I'm running this thing. So, oh yeah, I'm, I ought to find out about marketing. That's a bit scary and everything else. So it was putting all these hats on and then slowly being able to remove the hats once I 
was in that position to say um and i like what you said there is like just you know if you've got it in place you can get a lender and now you've got that you've got the person that can run those things so it's um yeah, yeah. really good tips there poor much appreciated also right. go on i'd say it's been a sort of pleasure obviously we, we've sort of met um through the first program a few years ago and it's been mm. a pleasure sort of watching your journey um and obviously we, we've been having some conversations about sort of your next phase um and again it's that same thing of sort of having somebody outside of what you do day to day just you can bounce ideas off so it's been sort of great fun sort of um, just being on the periphery of uh, your new venture and uh, hopefully um collaborating with you guys going forward definitely this time next year rodney <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got to go and change the tire on my uh, yellow van. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for me, I've, I've learned so much, and I'm glad you brought up Robin because um, such a fantastic coach, and it, it, you know, that put me in a. It, I think I needed that at the time. I like you said that it's the same whatever your industry like and how you structure and process this. And I had some really great martial arts business coaches at, at the time, and. Um, but I had to go stateside for it, so it was, like, it was really my time to come back. And actually, what Robin was giving, I was, I was paying like nearly treble for over in the states. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. I already have. I said, Robin, this is nuts. <laughs> and someone would be there, like, oh, I don't know. I was like, shut up. Like, this is good stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? This yeah. is this this will change your life. This will change your business uh, or anything else. Um, oh, hi Kelly, how you doing? Um, so yeah, I've, I think. Um, Sorry, if you're just about to sign up to Robin, you got a bargain. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you got a bargain there. Yeah. So, and and actually, the knock-on effect of that, obviously, we've connected several times. It's it's we've we've passed each other over onto different people, so we've connected with other stuff. We've got Kelly there now, and and even just from that group, it, this is so weird. I, I, I gotta say it, it's gonna go off subject a bit, but a, a guy called me one day, um, Chris Smith from Robin's group, and he thought I was the mindset coach for for Robin, or you know, within the the thing. Yeah. Uh, he he had some stuff he wanted to talk about, and then he realized afterwards that, that I wasn't that person. But because I helped him, he then uh, we connected, and he he, he dropped me in a group uh, like a year later, and it's put me on. And just by doing that, that going in that group has put it just put me on. All right, this is quite cool in here, and in a it changed my whole network basically. So yeah, it's just I think it's really it's great when you can connect up on different things, whether it be through networking or mentorship. But I think it's what that was yeah the coaching that you give and be able to see the, the business from that different angle and and 100 agree from doing the the, the business buying and, and listening to people and and seeing then go, going in to dive deep and, oh my god like i i know i can i know how i can turn this around i have cultural problems where you're trying to work with the staff it's like no 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 <laughs> they, they start panicking so it's like oh, damn it i haven't built that relationship up yeah. with them enough yet like i have with my you know my, my current staff so yeah it's just really interesting that you know what, what you've been saying today and to you know you can you know obviously pass on to another my brain's just gone now that's it so, so i was delighted when robin agreed to become one of my associates i know you told me that that's amazing yeah. Yeah. um so if I come sort of full circle, it's uh, it's 
nice to have his experience and uh, we'll sort of we'll use him for sort of uh, some of the executive coaching sort of uh, going forward and it's been quite nice that I think every single person I've asked to be involved with the associate model are people I've worked with the people I trust who very much have a client first mentality and every single person I've asked has said yes I'd love to and it was been really humbling to sort of have all these people so it's not me sort of sitting here going like look at this this huge team I'm responsible for because actually it feels like a collective the people I trust the people I've worked with and they're far better at their jobs than I could ever be yeah, um, yeah. but their skills are things that um, our clients desperately need as part of it and it's just making sure we can sort of sort of signpost the right people in the right places so it's, it's been sort of great fun but I think that's really important because it's like you're putting the right team or right person in um like i see a lot of mentors and I, I can do everything i can help you with everything but i don't think that's necessarily true because huh. I, I think i'm good at marketing but i'm not a marketing expert i think i'm good with social media but i'm very but i know there's better social media experts i'm good at mindset but there's better mindset coaches as well so it's it's but and every math not i don't think like same of everything some methods um a lot of things are just like it's that and it, no matter what you're doing it's that i, I feel but other things is like you, yeah it, yeah sometimes right, you need the right person right for that that, that thing absolutely so um oxfordshire used me as a the primary diagnostic tool to go and find out what's going on with the business the thing that most business owners say is wrong with their business almost never is Mm -hmm. It is a symptom of something else going on. Mm -hmm. So they they learned the hard way that um, there are a couple of businesses that were like twenty million pound businesses in Oxfordshire, and the business owner was sort of struggling with something. So it's all about finance, and they put them with a finance expert, and it quickly became apparent that the finance was going wrong because they weren't keeping hold of um, the way they were managing their logistics, people. The whole culture was wrong. There was a whole catalogue of things that were actually going wrong with the business. And all that was happening was that their profit was starting to dwindle. And they thought they could fix that by just looking at the numbers and just looking at the finances. Um, we sat down and just took the business apart. And as a result of it, identified at least five separate programs of work that we needed to do to the business before we even started to look at the profitability side of things. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, it's that I've got quite a deep knowledge of lots of things. I'm not an expert in almost any of them, mm. but I'm better than average. It means that I can get quite a long way into every part of it and go, this is what's really going wrong. Actually, the thing that's really missing here is you, you are trying to do marketing, but you have no strategy. You don't know who you're talking to. Go and find a marketing strategist, somebody who's going to really shape and hone what it is you're trying to deliver and then once you've got a strategy give that to a marketing company because they'll create a plan to deliver against your strategy otherwise all that's happening is they're just firing off into the sky and hoping for the best it's just that stake taking a step back and saying actually these are the experts that you need in your team but i think that's where the end your engineering brain is is so powerful for what they're doing because on a machinery or whatever now that's you know that it's things pieced together it's not necessarily one person that's put that together there's an expert for that piece of machinery right so but as the 
as you said, the diagnostic, the doctor really is, is good. A doctor is not, isn't going to do the surgery on you. It's like a diagnosis problem. So I think uh, there you go. You should be Dr. Dr. Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's, it's the, the GP of the business world. It? it is though, isn't it? It's like yeah. you're the expert and um, what's the problem? This is okay. Well, now I got it. Actually, this is diagnostic. This is what you need to do. And I'll, I'll put you forward to this consultant. So there we go. Dr. Paul Holmes, Holmes excuse me, Dr. Paul Holmes, mic drop. Um, but Paul, we're going to have to finish that. Um, how, how very, just to, before we finish, because there's, there's probably loads we can talk about. How, yeah. What's the best way to get in touch? Uh, best way to touch is to um, either give me a call. So it's 0771. 508521 um or paul at actually the new one is pch consultants.co.uk so that's right. the that's the new email so there's a new website new branding that uh, is literally being rolled out as we speak so for the last time we get to sort of use uh this publicly um the new logo the new branding so it's www.pch-consultants.co.uk or paul at pch dash consultants.co.uk um i'll find me on linkedin and i'll happy to have an initial conversation with anybody free of charge do a bit of a discovery to find out what's going on in your business and see whether the process that we apply works for you the vast majority of things we do tend to be from the sort of the um the million pound upwards because that's the point where a business has got the experience and also the capability to actually for us to have real impact um, but a huge amount of businesses are this bad mindset. Are you ready to fix your business? Are you ready to ask for help? Then we'll work with anybody. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, same too, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. So uh, thank you for those that have dropped some comments in, uh, Emma and Kelly. And of course, if you've got any questions uh, on the rerun, drop them in. Paul will jump on it because um, I'm just delegating that to him. So delegate stuff. Thank you. No worries, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my life works um i'm back next week peace and love everybody always bye bye enjoy the rest of your day bye bye thank you hi it's matt rubman again i hope you enjoyed this episode please check out my other podcast i've really interviewed some great people with some great stories talking about how they overcame and developed their own mindset if you've enjoyed it that much, of course, give me a five-star review. Don't forget to share and like.